Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. On this podcast, we interview fellow entrepreneurs who are willing to share their stories, their trials, and their triumphs in business, all in an effort to help you avoid the same obstacles and to achieve success faster. But at all times, continue to rely on our faith to see us through to victory. Now with today's guest, here is your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere. Welcome to the Faith-Based Business Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. How would it feel to be working for eight years in a job you love, a job you have a passion for, a job you excel in, and to be recognized by the founder of the company as the one he wants to put in charge as the CEO. Do you think there's any pressure there? Or, you know, while the CEO continues to work at the company as well? Well, our guest today has achieved that level of success and doing it while maintaining his Christian core values and, we should add, the company's core Christian values as well. Amen? Caleb Woods grew up in Michigan and started working in a financial consulting firm while he was still in high school. (laughs) Praise God. And while there, he progressed so fast that he was soon began customizing CMS plugins and even writing some JavaScript by himself. Glory to God. And he pursued a college degree in computer information and technology through an accelerated program called College Plus. And they were so impressed with his abilities, they offered him a position with their company. And fast forward a little bit, College Plus needed some help from a software development company. And in the Lord's plan and in the Lord's timing, timing, Caleb was offered a position with this company called Role Model Software. After working on a project, building a cloud-based storage uh, service for the agriculture industry and streamlining that process, he was soon put in charge of other projects and provided great insights and, and initiated some applications that basically streamlined his company's operations. And for this, he was named the software director at Role Model. He continued to take on more and more leadership roles and was quickly promoted to chief technology officer. Then, just a few weeks prior to the time of this recording, Caleb was promoted by the business founder to the role of chief executive officer for Role Model Software, a Christian-founded custom software company in Holly Springs, North Carolina. Caleb says the, the purpose of Role Model is to glorify God by applying their craft to serve business innovators and colleagues. Role Model is now 20 years old, is a world-class collaborative software development team with over $5 million of projected revenue and over 30 employees that are all dedicated to delivering the highest quality custom web and mobile software solutions while cultivating a work environment where community, family, learning, and mentoring flourish. Amen. And on top of all that, he's the one running the show. Praise God. Help me welcome to the program the Chief Executive Officer of Role Model Software, Caleb Woods. Caleb, thank you for taking the time away from running the show over there at Role Model to come and visit with us a bit. Absolutely, Bob. It's great to be here. Amen. Now, the first question, other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is Caleb Woods? Yeah. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, a uh, follower of Jesus Christ, and, you know, that impacts everything that uh, do in our life, whether that's uh, ministry through uh, church plants be involved with, and uh, obviously work here at Role Model. You know, that's a big, big part of that. Um, father of uh, three little kids. We just had our, our third a few months ago wow. here. So we're adjusting Praise to God. life of a family of five. And my wife, Kim, and I have been married for, for eight years. 
um, which has kind of coincided with uh, everything at Role Model, where I got a chance to join the team. And uh, really for me, as I look back of what's uh, unique about me in the technology space is been the focus on uh, sort of business problems and, and mentoring. You know, technology is an interesting means to an end, but it's so much more about the legacy of helping others to launch careers uh, and really build unique opportunities for our customers. That's That's been a big part of who I am and, and been an opportunity where I've been able to have some success and um, obviously now uh, being able to provide some leadership of what that looks like for us to operate a business uh, with those faith values at the forefront. Amen. Amen. And, and I know your background. You said you were raised in Michigan. Where at Michigan? Uh, Central Michigan, south of Lansing is where I grew up. Okay. I grew up in Marysville. Do you know where that is? I don't. Port Huron? I'm... Port Huron? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. five miles south of Port Huron. Good old Michigan. You know, you can That's right. That's point right. to a spot where, on the where, where you, yeah, I, I guess I have to use this hand so it's, it's right on the computer for on the screen. But, you know, right about here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I tell everybody, you know, I say, where are you from in Michigan? I just point, you know. Exactly. I say, why is everybody from Michigan do this? Because it's so easy to do. It's like your ready-made map right here. You know? <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Uh, when you first started with College Plus after graduating, what was that like? I mean, just coming in out of college, the new guy, the young guy. And if you impressed them while in the studies, how much pressure was on you when you arrived to actually go to work for them? So that was really interesting because I got a chance to actually come on as an intern. So I was still finishing my degree. Um, and a lot of it was not focused on software development. I, I didn't know that that was where I was trying to go with my career, something I had an interest in, but I didn't know that I necessarily had uh, capability of. So I actually came on as an administrative assistant to the COO. And uh, that gave me a really unique opportunity to just kind of build that relationship with him who really became a mentor to me um, throughout my career and um, got a chance to really jump into some software projects that were happening. They were currently off offshoring uh, a project to India and needed additional help and kind of what the internal IT infrastructure looked like for the company and got a chance to really get going from that perspective, get a chance to uh, work and see how software was put together, um, start debugging things, figure out some of the communication sides of what does it look like to, to run a software project well. Uh, and then from that, really, with the uh, time difference of, of India uh, and things going back and forth, got those opportunities to jump into doing some things. It's like, oh, I've got some experience here. I could, I could jump in and do some things to, to help you move this forward. Um, and that eventually led to bringing more and more software development in-house and then uh, brought on a a key mentor um, for me, uh, Kevin Bridges, who ended up just helping me grow um, a apprenticeship practice. So we really built a team where we could focus on bringing in more junior folks, really transforming the technology that we were were doing at College Plus and uh, kind of paving a roadmap for what what that could look like long-term for the company. Amen. Amen. I, I love what you just explained because uh, when I, prior to this shutdown and stuff, you know, I also, I speak at podcast conference, but I also speak at business and leadership conferences because of my background in the military and as a, mm-hmm. a senior police officer. And uh, that's one of the things that I teach is when the mentorship aspect of the company, 
And so you have someone that you hire to be the receptionist, right? They hired you in turn for administrators, as I said, and you know, they'll take a few weeks or so for them to get used to what they need to do, what buttons to push on the phone and make all that work. But then when you notice them just sitting there really with nothing to do, it's time for that office manager to start, okay, go help Sally out with filing and, and organizing all this stuff. And you're, you're starting to get them used to what's happening in the company environment and all the different departments, how they're working. And then let's say Sally's sick one day. Well, this receptionist knows what to do. So you don't have to call in a temporary worker or anything like that. Just tell her, okay, next three days, you're going to be handling all Sally's stuff. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting the experience of actually running the administrative area, you know, and when it comes time for a promotion, someone gets moved out, they quit, they move on, and you're going to promote that office manager to the next level. You already got someone trained to run the office. You just promote Sally and then hire a new receptionist and start the process all over again. And I explain that in the, in the leadership trade. And that's, it sounds exactly like what they were doing with you. You started administratively and then you had an opportunity to learn a few things and then implement a few things. And pretty soon they're like, what do we need India for? We got you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Amen. Amen. That's awesome. That, that just confirms. I'm going to save this clip. <laughs> it just confirms what, you know, and that really that's the military's concept of, of leadership training. You start as a mm-hmm. private, you know, picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot. And pretty soon, you know, pretty soon, 30 years later, you're a commanding general with thousands of troops. Right. But that's how it all starts. Yeah, well, and that's even how we've gotten a chance to expand upon that at Role Model with even a, almost a more formalized way of looking at that. We, uh, one of our core values is craftsmanship, and uh, a big aspect of craftsmanship is that you're learning alongside the craftsman, the expert in the field. Yeah. There's so much to just be uh, right next to that person as they're making all these intuitive decisions that, you know, there's kind of these recipes and things that you can learn along the way at the very junior levels but you've got to have that uh, far-reaching experience to say, here's the intuition that goes along with that. And so we've been able to do that through our Craftsmanship Academy where we're bringing in junior people, uh, kind of each year, kind of bringing a new cohort of them because we see that there's that value of having those people at the different levels. And our goal is long-term, you know, the people are bringing in very green, um, our craftsmen at, you know, five to 10 years down the road. You know, it's it's not a overnight that uh, you're right. getting to those senior levels, but being invested in and being a part of that, that mentorship and learning culture is a big part of that. Yeah. Amen. Were there certain habits that you developed personally that assisted you uh, in your progression along the way? I mean, a big part of it, and I think that's related to the, the field that I'm in is it's always about learning. So what does it look like to be a lifelong learner? Um, and for me, i um, I'm a very auditory person. So I, you know, I remember getting started with podcasts in the uh, mid 2000s and um, just loved listening to audio and learning things that way. Or, or for me now, that's often business books or, or other things to kind of pull into that. Yep. Uh, but just that continuous learning um, to be able to build up on is definitely mm-hmm. one of those key habits for sure. Yeah, amen. When you first started with role model software, what were you working on that caught the attention of the management that you were someone they wanted to groom into this leadership position? So I think uh, in some ways it was related to what I was doing at College Plus that I had built sort of this uh, or helped to build. Uh, definitely don't want to take all the credit there for mm-hmm. this 
this organization around um, internship and bringing on apprentices and be able to mentor uh, others. Um, and kind of my natural um, ability, when you start talking about software developers and geeks, um, there's a level of business understanding that some possess and some it's a it's a learned skill and that that was kind of a more of a natural bent for me uh to understand business and understand new domains that that really gave me an opportunity to interact with customers and collaborate at a um a different level than maybe just talking about the technical side yeah. of things amen amen tell us about role model software i mean what makes them stand out from the competition yeah, a big part of what we do, um, I mean, obviously, as a Christian values organization, uh, that's who we are, but we're very much a custom software consultancy that is building tailored solutions by collaborating with our customers. Um, so you can find custom software uh, companies kind of all across the gamut, you know, building different solutions for different markets. Our process is very much an iterative and a collaborative one of we're going to start small, deliver value early, and grow with a customer in a long-term partnership. And that really yeah. comes back to the feedback loops that we want to see um, for the growth of our team and the growth of the software that we're building. And those things really tie well together. Um, Explain what you mean by the feedback loops. Yeah, so feedback loops is a, you can look at kind of at the bigger, more macro level. You've got, you know, we're, we're meeting uh, every couple of weeks to do planning and review of where we've gotten with the software. We're doing daily standups to interact with what's going on. But that dives even further into how we get feedback on the, the work that we're doing. We don't want to build software and say we're going to do something uh, for three weeks and then we'll, we'll ship that out to you and deploy that. Now we're going to do that in a much shorter cycle where we're seeing things every day that are, are being put together or um, even our test-driven approach to, to writing software. We're, write, we're building into the software. We write these checks and runs through of the software to see, hey, are we matching the business rules that we expected as we're, as we're building so that all through these levels, we can really be adapting um, to the way that we're we're working and what we're building to solve the, the right business problem. I mean, and with, does that mean, I guess, how can I phrase this? How is this different from what other companies are doing for, than what, what soft, uh, what role model software is doing there? How do they operate differently or is they do the same thing? Or is that what makes you stand out is because you do this sort of thing? How does that work? Yeah, there, there's really varying efforts of it. And then you'll kind of hear the, the agile movement uh, is something within the software development and really the business world in general. Like, what does it mean to be agile or scrum or some of these other methodologies that are embodied? Um, for us, it's become the core of who we are. When, when Ken Auer, our founder, started the company, he was endeavoring to build a studio built around these Christian values and actually applying those things in a real agile way. Um, such that it's not just, okay, well, we're going through this process, but we really are reacting to the needs of our customer. Um, we're changing the way we work over time with continuous learning and improvement, and we really are shipping in really small iterative gains versus you know the big bang release and some of those things. And that those are the things I think the industry is moving toward. We've just been doing it for, for most of the, the, the time that we've been in business and 
it's a area that we continue to try to improve. Amen. Amen. And, and you're a Christian and you stand for your Christian values. Is that one of the things that attracted you to working with role model? Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of unique in my career is that I've been able to work um, in, in all three organizations that I've been a part of, uh, strong Christian believers that have been the leadership of those companies. Um, and when I was coming to role model, I was coming at a, a point in my career where I was looking at how do I grow from those around me? I had gotten to the point where I was one of the more senior people in this technical area of the company that I was in. And what did it look like for me to be more at the bottom of that list, to have that kind of growth curve uh, to go up through that? And being a part of an organization where that was applied, um, not just, okay, this is what we're saying, but this is how we live, you know, just to be able to talk to people that were there at the time that, okay, the balance of work and life and the integration of faith into the workplace actually makes sense here. Like we're, we're doing prayer requests when we bring in lunch once a week and we're, we're talking about those things. There actually is relationships with, um, with people that are here and the families are a part of that. You know, families are understanding who each other are and things we've done with company retreats and those sort of things, um, you know, really actually walked out and it's not this thing that's just separate, you know, work is the 40 hours a week that you spend doing something different, um, but, and not so integrated that it is work is all you do and everything else fits into it. But what's the balance of those things for sure? Amen. Amen. And, and role model software, uh, that company uses the gifts and talents to, to honor God first. And then you also seek to serve your clients and bring them value. That's a tremendous statement, you know, as a business to business company, how is your faith reflected in how you serve the clients? That's a, that's a good question. And I think a lot of ways, um, it ties into the work we do in the way we, we operate, you know, when inevitably in projects, especially software projects where there's a lot of unknowns, um, there's going to be things that come up and we want to really demonstrate our character in the way that we handle those situations. Um, when there's, um, surprises, uh, you know, we want to communicate those things early and often and, and own our part of resolving those things. Um, and that's a lot of the way we operate, the way we do to, to work in those small feedback cycles. Um, but also um, in our craftsmanship, like our goal is continuous improvement. Uh, we're looking to be a value for our clients, not, um, not just how, how do we make the most revenue out of this engagement. Um, and, and those are the things that we're, we're trying to definitely hold together and collaborating with them and understanding who they are. Um, so much of it is a relationship business. Um, so I look at it as, you know, it's not necessarily always the opportunity to present the gospel to them directly, but it's to walk alongside them um, to demonstrate what that looks like. And as we go through hard things, as they go through hard things to be around, have a relationship there to potentially have those side conversations that, that can be even those more gospel-centered kind of conversations. Amen. Amen. And, and I know uh, we've alluded this just kind of going around the, the circle with it. I'm going to come zero in on it. Role model has three basic core values. Can you go over those three core values 
and explain to us how those are implemented in your business and how it affects everything that you do. And because we've been like hitting all around the circle, I just want to focus on that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, our three core values are three C's, which has made it uh, definitely easy to kind of keep those front and center. So character, collaboration, and craftsmanship are the three. Um, For character, uh, and we, we, we put this out there, you know, we seek to emulate the perfect character of Jesus Christ. That's the first and foremost most of what we're trying to do always speaking the truth in love servant leadership um that's the model that we're trying to embody and demonstrate to our customers a craftsman leading a project is still getting his hands dirty it's the teaching and the the understanding there um for collaboration we want to deliver superior results as a highly collaborative team we recognize that it's better when we work together and we want to cultivate the personal growth um, as well as the professional growth that we can by working together. Um, and then craftsmanship is we're just passionate about building excellent software um, and serving in excellence everything that we do. So we will want that to be you know the business relationships that we have, our understanding, our the wisdom that we can can bring in all aspects. Um, craftsmanship is what that that focus looks like. And craftsmanship is maybe an interesting one to to dive into a little bit because we can have different ideas of what that can look like. It can be the fine craftsmanship of a custom furniture maker of every detail is meticulously uh, crafted and and thought about. Um, The way we look at it is it's almost the best, it's the wisdom in trade-offs. We're still looking at a lot of the things that we want to be able to do and the value that we can drive from them, but we're also trying to bring in the wisdom aspect of we don't need to focus too much here because this is a lower value add to the customer than this mm-hmm. other area. Um, so we kind of bring in the idea of lean or lean craftsmanship uh, as we think about it. And they're all really tied together um, yeah, that yeah. in concert, they are what's what's unique about role model. Uh, there are definitely different organizations that um, hold e- any of those core values as a part of who they are. Um, but that's where our focus has been. Amen. Amen. And, and again, to go back to the mentoring ship aspect of, of role model software, this allows you to grow your internal resources. So you're not always, you know, let's say one of your mid-level guys mm-hmm. decides to move on. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, Oh my God, we got to, we got to put out all this advertising to try and hire somebody to come in and fill as you've already developed someone like, like on the battlefield, you know, the, the sergeant gets wounded, take it out. Corporal, you're now in charge, take over. He's already, he knows the processes. Now right. it, it's just a, a step up, a little bit more responsibility, maybe a small learning curve there as he takes on the additional duties, but you're, you're de- developing this from within. And that just makes the team stronger, right? Because, mm-hmm. Instead of having, you know, you got 30 employees and I don't know the different departments and all that. Let's say you got 10 different departments and just, I'm just throwing this out there. Instead of having three people in each department, you might have five segments and they're all intercollaborating like those, uh, like the Olympic rings, you know, they're all like jointly connected together type thing, right? Is that more or less a, a brief description of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we look at it kind of, we have some some infrastructure operational things to the company, you know, sales, marketing, um, some administrative office uh, sides of that. But the bulk of the team, 
uh, we kind of refer to as the delivery side of the business, delivering the service to our customers. And it really is like that interconnectedness uh, that you're talking about. Uh, craftsmen, which is what we call our, our senior folks uh, that are leading teams, they, they embody these core values. They've been through the trenches. They've uh, served uh, clients with um, large projects in production, They've, they've been through those, those paces and they're experienced with bringing other members of the team up to speed, training them, giving them opportunities. And we don't really look at it of, okay, well, you're this team over here and you're kind of isolated in your own silo. The, the team is, is dynamic. You're going to work with just about everybody within the team over some part of your time here at Role Model. Um, yeah. It's just going to be what's the right team for, for this point. And kind of look at them almost like SEAL teams. Like you've got you've got leaders of those teams, and you're trying to, like you mentioned, develop what's the next thing that this person needs to be worked on. And we try to do that pretty deliberately of focusing on um, a growth curve of all right. Here's what what's expected at these different levels, um, based on reviewing where you're at, your experience with working with other folks on the team. Here's the next things that we want to invest in you and we want to give you opportunities to demonstrate because a lot of demonstrating those abilities is um, a little bit of the residency model of learning can you see one do one teach one and that's where it kind of comes into play with uh, a lot of the work we do because we're we're pairing and we're working together you're seeing it alongside maybe doing it with some help and then because we've got the different levels of people always within the organization um, you've got a lot of different opportunities to teach. And there's a big value um, in teaching at those multiple levels. That's where it really cements that learning in. And in the same way, it's hard for someone at the more expert level to teach somebody at the most junior level. You're just farther divorced from what it would look like to actually do that learning, that when we've got people at those different uh, levels, they're able to be more contextual with what that learning yeah. is. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If someone listening to us right now is either, maybe they're just starting out with a software company, or maybe they're aspiring to go to work for one after some schooling is finished, whatever, what advice can you give them that you wish someone would have shared with you in the beginning? So I think the, one of the biggest things that I, I've taken away with my journey, uh, my career thus far, is when, get, when you're getting started in your career, it's very much a technical journey. Like you, you're, you're just building up enough technical skills to be able to take the next step of what it looks like. You, you need to learn some of the, the languages and t frameworks that you're gonna be using to be productive. But beyond that, that's not the whole track. Uh, no software is developed in a vacuum. So much of it is about business in the domain uh, that you're actually writing the software for. So it really shifts in a lot of ways, either the more senior that you get in your career or the opportunity to be a bigger asset to your team is understanding the context of what you're developing that software for, who the customer is, what problems we're trying to solve, um, and just those encouragements of let's start with the end in mind the goals of what we're trying to get to. It may be more of a point on the horizon uh, than it is, you know, here's the exact path that we're gonna take as a straight line yeah, to get there. Yeah. But 
those guiding principles of what we're trying to achieve help us to make those decisions in the small steps that we have to take along the way. And, and that's, that's the biggest thing, to be able to focus on the big picture and what small decisions we make that moves us closer towards that. Because there's going to be trade-offs along the way. Um, but keeping those things in focus, I think, is a, is a big part of that. Amen. Amen. In this time of COVID and the shutdowns and all that that's happening, how has that affected your business as a role model? It's been kind of mixed. Um, so as we were going into um, some of the stay-at-home orders, you know, we're a distributed team. So we, we have about half of our team that's here in, in North Carolina. And then we have a few other uh, fo- places that we have folks where they're either one person working remotely or a couple of people working in some smaller offices. And um, so from that perspective, we were set up well. We've, we've really tried to operate kind of as a remote first organization as we were going into um, 2020. And uh, February 2020 was kicking off several big projects and things were really rolling as, a, as, as some big things we were getting going. Um, and then it was a question of what's going to happen next. You know, it was kind of this uh, not sure what's going to, what effect it was going to have. And it actually ended up being um, the most uh, profitable year in role models history and that we had customers that were that were growing with the needs to expand, whether they were in healthcare or education, uh, those opportunities to continue to grow the team were there um, because the needs were there in, in some ways because the focus was not on what are we doing with the physical location, but how are we uh, moving more of that stuff, uh, digital and online. Um, definitely it, it had an impact on some of our customers where a lot of their yeah. either their individual staff or you know present in the building or the way that their supply chain uh, works and those sort of things, um, but it, it wasn't as big of an impact uh, for us. I I don't know what the effects will be years down the road. You know right. that those are kind of the the unknowns, uh, no immediate effects. But I'm I'm sure we're we're going to see what that looks like as a as a country in a world, uh, what those yeah. effects are long term. Amen. Amen. What, what drives you every day? What, what gives you that, you know, I need to get moving type of mentality? What, what sparks that in you? So a big part of it for me is, is solving problems and, and being able to solve business problems um, for our customers is a lot of it. Um, You know, whether that's in, sometimes that's internally, like how are we going to address where we're at as a company how do we become more efficient how do we we really take the next step here um so solving problems and continuous improvement are are those pieces um i'm i'm not always the most satisfied person like when we solve things i'm usually the okay what's next uh, <laughs> set of things um but that's that's what that's what drives me to the next thing because it's okay we've solved that all right now we can move on to to, to the next piece but uh just being able to to focus on those things and and seeing that progress um, is a big part of that. And you know, building things is what that that is that comes down to. Often with software, it's not building things in the physical world, but it's building systems and and solutions um, that enable some of those things to happen for our customers. Yeah, amen, amen. Where do you see role model software say in ten years? What where, where, where do you envision this company going? Yeah, it's a great question. And in a lot of ways, um, 
really maintaining the culture that we've built, um, you know, growing as a team uh, that's continuing to bring on, uh, you know, junior folks through our academy to um, serve our customers well. Uh, we have a goal uh, for the, the 2020s to um, complete 100 significant projects where we're adding expertise and amplification uh, to our customers, taking the expertise that they have in their business and really encoding that into software solutions that make a significant impact in their business. Um, and that that's that's one of our focuses, you know, that kind of that 10 year target, not exactly sure what it looks like getting there, uh, but we're on our way to, to, get, to getting to that point. Um, and, you know, I don't see, you know, trying to grow the organization to 200 people or, you know, something like that. Um, it, it's really focusing on developing our craft and uh, serving the businesses that we serve well and having those long-term partnerships. Amen. Amen. I guess the next question be for a company that they have a need, they're wondering if they should buy an off-the-shelf product or develop the custom software like Role Model helps with, is going into the the building a custom software package, a wise investment, uh, either for investors or for people working in the industry or for companies who are trying to accomplish their business goals, but not sure if it's worth the investment to build a custom software package. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things we, we love to, to talk with potential customers about because it's so much is um, a consultation aspect to what we do. And there's a, there's trade-offs. Well, we want to look for what is the ROI that exists there. You know, we want to, we definitely see our services and in, in custom software is an investment. And when you're looking at it, what does this enable in my business? Is it a reduced uh, time and simplification of a process? Is it increased revenue potential? Is it being able to scale and grow my business while not having to add new employees so that we can be more profitable in the business that we are doing. But in a lot of cases, there can be things that are, uh, we kind of refer to them as off the shelf software solutions that are out there. Um, where do they fit into the equation? Uh, if there is something off the shelf, it's always a lower cost of ownership because somebody else is paying for that. You're buying a subscription or a license to it. And so often want to look at what is unique about your business or your process that custom software would really be able to enable. You still might use off-the-shelf tools. We still use spreadsheets and word processing and all those kind of like standard yeah. things. You're not going to build all those things for yourself. And even some of the tools we use to run our business, time tracking and QuickBooks and all those sort of stuff, you know, you're still going to use those off-the-shelf tools because mm -hmm they're the right value. Yeah. Um, but then look at what's unique to our business. Um, is it the, you know, the services we provide, the processes we have, you know, that's where the solutions and investment, you know, want to focus. Amen. Amen. So when you do your consultation, you, you look at all those different resources and then ask the company, really, what is it you're trying to do? Right. Yeah, it really starts from what are you trying to accomplish? What are you currently doing today? That's usually a, a good indication of um, is there an opportunity? And it, it, it does come down to a what's it going to take to build an initial solution there. Uh, our, a big part of our focus in being in an iterative approach to this, the solution we get to 
is to how do we get to that first bit of value? You might not, you may have this vision of where you want to be in three years with your, mm -hmm. your custom software or with your company. But what does it look like to take the first couple of months or the first few weeks worth of value of what we can deliver that then becomes the foundation that you build on? Because yeah. with that first investment, you're now getting a return on that that's better productivity or reduced cost or, or something that you're now able to roll that back into your business and potentially invest that further into software or other things that are going to help to grow. Yeah. Amen. When like with our podcast training system that we have, that we help Christian broadcasters with, you know, they all want to be, you know, on the radio, on television and all this stuff. They say, this is my goal. Like in three years, I want to be here. So, okay, that's a nice three-year goal. But what you do the next three weeks lays that foundation for that mm -hmm. three-year goal. So yeah. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So, hey, this is so fascinating. I mean, I could sit here and pick your brain for hours, man. I mean, <laughs> I especially love, the fact that the entire team at Role Model, uh, your company, just honors God first. I mean, that's like, wow, okay? And, and I pray more companies would do that. But then they'd be blessed like Role Model Software and your staff, amen? Uh, instead, they, they try and keep God separate and, and business is, you know, we focus on business while we're here. And then what you do in your personal time is something you're old, you know? But, you know, you actually successfully integrated the two like you said, you, you have lunch and you have prayer. And I mean, that's, you know, that. when like, okay, put it like this, we rebranded all, all of our packaging during this shutdown uh, and, and podcasters for Christ is our, our brand now. Mm -hmm. And that name, if someone comes over wanting training, we'll say, they're coming to visit podcasters for Christ. There can absolutely be no doubt in their mind when they visit that website, what we're going to be about, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if they come in and say, well, all you talk about is we podcasting for Jesus and stuff like that, I'm offended. Well, why did you visit the URL in the first place? It would be my response. You know? How is that with role model? Uh, as far as, uh, you know, you don't want to go out into the, the business world and say, you know, if you're not Christian, we don't want to deal with you. You know, you don't want to mm -hmm. do anything like that. But how do you manage that aspect of it? Absolutely. And that's, you know, there, there's multiple layers to that, right? There's even the, the legal levels of, yep, you know, exactly. we're, we're, we're not a company that is um, entirely Christian. You know, there, there we have folks on our team that, that aren't followers of Christ, mm -hmm. but they buy into our core values in the way that we that we work. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's the culture that we've got to hold to I mean, first. Yeah. And we're not ashamed of the fact that, our culture is based on those Christian values and principles and our leadership are all strong followers of Christ. And that's incorporated into how we run the business. Um, but we're, we're not against serving, you know, secular companies serving right. Christian organizations, you know, th those are going to be um, similar. Um, but we have had the opportunity to work alongside uh, other Christian organizations where they are, you know, our missions do align. Um, and, and those are, those are great opportunities. Um, but, but a big part of it is really, uh, we're not, we're trying not to hide it. You know, it's, right. uh, there's a cross in our logo. Uh, it is kind of, uh, obvious that there, there's something different about who we are. Um, at the same time, not make, we're not asking people to sign a, a statement of faith to become an employee. Mm -hmm. 
right. uh, you know, there's or to do business with you or to do business. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want to make that differentiation in case people think, well, I can't use them because, you know, but no, you, you successfully bridge that area, I guess you mm -hmm. could say. Amen. Amen. If, if Caleb, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe to ask a question, get more information on working with role model software to develop a, a software package for their needs. How can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So our website, rolemodelsoftware.com is a great place to go. There's uh, lots of information that we have there and there's a, there's a contact page and uh, kind of schedule a meeting or a consultation there. And uh, I'm one of the people who definitely want to mention my name. Happy to jump on the, that initial conversation and be a part of that first call. Amen. Amen. Folks, the information you just received is stuff you will not hear anywhere else. Amen. Kayla Woods is someone who started with just a, a desire to serve the Lord and the gifts that the Lord had blessed them with. And that's where everyone should start off. Amen. But look at what the Lord has done. Glory to God. We know the Lord is no respecter of persons. What he did for Caleb Woods and the staff and company at Role Model Software, he'll do for you and your company as well. But in order to activate the blessing, you have to walk in the blessing. And that entails putting God first and foremost in everything that you do. I encourage you to get in touch with Caleb Woods. Go down below, you know, reach out to him, ask him questions, see if he and his staff at Role Model Software can assist you in developing that missing piece of the puzzle that'll propel you to the next level of success. Ask Caleb to, to come on and, and I'm sure once this pandemic stuff is lifted, he's he'd be more willing to go speak at business conferences and things like that. Uh, basically, just get in touch with him today and at least start the conversation rolling. Amen. Caleb, thank you for taking the time from your busy schedule to come on the program and share all this great information with us today. Absolutely, Bob. It's great to talk with you. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Caleb Woods and myself, this is Pastor Bob reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. You have been listening to the Faith-Based Business Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. We appreciate you as a listener and fellow believer and want to encourage you in your entrepreneurial efforts. These programs are designed to provide you with information that you can use in your business to achieve success faster and avoid the obstacles that try to impede your success. All information on this podcast is for entertainment and information use only. Some of the products and services listed in the links may contain affiliate links and Pastor Bob will earn a small commission when you click those links at no additional cost to you. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode is published. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's 
all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.